Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. How did Ken get those beautiful abs? Or Ken's? We're talking about the Barbie movie. It's The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071. Bradley, you saw something about how the Ken's got their abs. Yeah, I read a piece over in GQ about how the Kens got their abs and I thought, "Oh gosh, is this just going to be another, you know, story about a celebrity uh personal trainer who whipped people into shape unrealistically in a way that no human could actually do except for like a super privileged, successful uh bubble world living Hollywood yeah. elite?" Actually, I was mildly surprised. Because this piece in GQ, which does tell how, quote, Ryan Gosling and all the other kins got in shape for Barbie. And so, you know, it's like not the deepest story ever. Um, I thought it was kind of hope filled or enlightening because it did give you sort of. And think about this. Like, I know, Don, we've talked about this in the past, or at least I know on the show we've talked about this in the past. Like, you know, whether it's Channing Tatum for uh, Magic Mike or I don't know, like Zach Efron. Chris Hemsworth. Chris whatever. Hemsworth. For right. Thor. Like, it's, but you also see this for women too. Men, it's usually like when it comes to like changing your body for a role, it's usually like really intense and just really angry and just like you gotta like do all yeah. this stuff. Right. Um, that's it's, there's nothing pretty unique about that. And again, it just makes you feel like, well, I'm never going to do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like they'll be like, here are the 10 ab or 10 exercises you can do to get Ken's abs. It wasn't really that. Um, it, it was an explanation of how personal trainer David Higgins was the architect of the abs. Um, and, you know, it's kind of included some things that you would expect in a, con- in a conversation about that. Like, for example, they say the Kens work together on full body programs, incorporating weights, Pilates, and out high, outside of Higgins sessions, hours of dance training a day. Because, of course, you know, they had a bunch they of had dance. dance moves, right? Yeah. So the only thing unusual about that part of the conversation was um, that they worked together, right? It wasn't just one person. It was a kind of an ensemble cast of Kens. Oh, so they all worked out together? And so they, they would train together. So that's kind of neat, right? Yeah. Like, you know, getting together. And it sounds like they were super duper competitive. They do talk about, like, the routine, like, the daily routines say the actors hit abs, upper and lower body, with changing modalities, rep ranges, blah, 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 blah. Right? Like, all the things that, you know, you would expect. But then it says that they also did things like play basketball or ping pong. Ping pong? Does ping pong get you in shape? <laughs> um, weird. Okay. Um, uh, I would say maybe if you're not used to moving around, you could break a sweat <laughs> if you're playing ping pong. Yeah, I don't feel like ping pong's really good. I'm never going to look like Ryan Gosling playing ping pong, probably. Oh my gosh, what's that like? Right. Um, I will say some of the things are kind of laughable. Like I did love this. There was this whole thing about how, you know, 
um, he was like, I got everybody in a room together and we, you know, worked out together and did all this stuff. But then oh, boy. The, the obvious competitive nature of, of these men took over and they started oh. challenging each other to push up challenges and plank challenges. Higgins said that Ryan Gosling would dip in and out of sessions, but was a particular <gasps> fan of Pilates <laughs> and the competitions. He loved a good plank challenge and a pull up challenge. Oh, for And God's I just had this sake. image of like. I could do more push-ups than you he can. He dips in and out, so he's he's like, yeah, I'm too important to be here all the time, but I'll I mean, just pop is, in and make an appearance Ken, right? as the Ken. Uh, I can definitely see how the competitive nature of people getting together to work out helped. Like, the dude just had to put them all together in a room and say, do these 10, here's your wad, okay? And then get together, work out of the day is what wad yeah. is for CrossFit or people non crossfitters uh, and then they just went crazy with trying to be better than the other person yeah. right that's what happened there's no secret to this yeah i mean and you know competitive uh being competitive is 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 not a bad thing the the other part of this so that was all kind of like the predictable like oh okay cool abs um work out now what do you think they said about food like what what's the common like if mm-hmm. if there was a movie with a bunch of abs mm-hmm. what conversation about food do you think there's going to be when mm. it comes to getting them abs Well they have to uh to get those abs you're going to need to eat a lot of protein and you're going to have to balance a uh, lower carb ratio so they're going to talk about how much um protein they're having a day and um hopefully yeah, that's like the total thing you would expect, right? And that's what I kind of expected that they had this like, like insane yeah. diet that was totally, you know, like I had to eat four dozen eggs and blah, blah, blah. Actually, here's what they said. When it came to diet, the main rule was no processed foods, nothing that comes wrapped in plastic with some intermittent fasting in place uh, with various windows, depending on the actor's day. So they would arrange it, you know, based on when you had to act like. You might have to fast from this hour to this hour. And intermittent fasting is is a pretty, like, low effort experience, right? You just don't eat during certain times. Um, The decision behind this, rather than going low carb, was that Higgins needed his actors to be fueled due to their sheer amount of work. Onset health smoothies kept them, uh, helped keep them in shape as well. But what I loved about this piece was that it wasn't this, like, weird, unattainable nutrition conversation that is so typical in these types of exchanges, right? Like they presented this in a way that I thought was actually pretty healthy compared to the unrealistic expectations that Hollywood has been sort of guilty of for decades. Yeah, exactly. Like, just like you said, like this is Robert Pattinson's diet for, to become Batman. And he's like, yeah, I stopped doing it. (laughs) He's the only one where I'm like, yeah, I love that. Um, Because of COVID, he's like, I'm going to have a real rough road (laughs) because I've just been eating, you know, uh, sour cream and potato chips and um, I'm real flabby. And I'm like, yes, I love you so much. Yeah, it's called CGI, right? Yeah, exactly. But like, you know, and again, I'm sure they were all unrealistic and super unhealthy in other ways and like, fine, the world is a complicated and difficult place. But like in the narrative of the telling of this story, which is, you know, Barbie in a sort of non-traditional way, they're also sort of challenging some of those narratives that we've, you know, read before. So I, I, I was particularly 
heartened by reading some of that. What I love most is that it wasn't a singular experience. It's not like they were all individually worked. They all got together and worked out. And I think that's cool. And focusing on endurance because they dance their asses off. Yeah. I mean, it takes like cut after cut of doing some of those oh, yeah. choreographed routines all day long. And by the way, there was not a lot of CGI in this movie. So a lot of right. practical effects. So people were doing the things that you see on screen for the most part. Right. Which takes a lot of energy. And just being like, you know, look, we're not going to starve you. We're just going to ask you to follow some basic things that I'm sure they were all motivated to do anyway, because that's the society we live in right now. Yeah. Everybody wants to have a plan or a routine or have somebody tell them what to do. Ah. Like eat this way or eat that way. People like those mm-hmm. boundaries. Yeah. Well, thanks for bringing us that fun story about the cans. If we can put that uh, on the show links page, people can, uh, I will say at the end of it, they'll give you actual exercises. So if you want to yeah. play the home game, no thanks. Bye. Including but not limited to the windscreen wiper, static dead bug, rope climb, and two-step crunch. All right. When we come back, we have to give you an update on two stories. One, Kevin Spacey. That's just going to be a brief part of it. And Drake, apparently partying with a lot of ladies. Don is going to tell us all about it when we come back right here on My Talk. Or app. Hey, My Talkers. Bradley here for my good friends at Boulevard Auto Works. BLVDAutoWorks.com. Tom and his team right over in St. Anthony. By the way, they've been there for over four decades. Keeping vehicles in tip-top shape all year long. This time of year, you're thinking about being on the road. Hopefully headed to fun places like going to the lake, going to the cabin, or maybe on a road trip. Before you do so, just make sure your car is ready to go and in tip-top shape by uh, scheduling, uh, whether it's scheduled maintenance or just a checkup with Tom and his team at Boulevard. They make it super-duper easy. You can make an appointment online, give them a call, get on the calendar, and then they'll send you a reminder. You'll drop your vehicle off. They'll have a free courtesy car as well as a car wash after every service. You're going to love the entire experience from Boulevard Auto Works. I can say that because that's been my experience with Tom and his team at Boulevard. Simply head to blvdautoworks.com today and don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. The Adventures of Bradley and Don, my talk, 107.1. What are you doing today to party? To party? Party, party. party. You going to go home and party? Are you celebrating anything? No. Okay. Could I be? Well, maybe. I don't know. Um, well, Kevin Thursday. Spacey. Woo. Thursday, yeah, almost the weekend. It's we'll hot. celebrate that. Everybody's biatching about the weather. I know it's hot, but you guys, we don't want to biatch about the weather right now because just wait. Yeah, I know. Remember these moments. January's and coming for it's you. It's true. Yes. Sorry. And it is 49 degrees consistently in our office, so it helps us. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to. Stop on over to uh, my talk studios because it's freezing up in here. It is. Uh, so Kevin Spacey celebrating his big win in court. Oh, gross. I know. We'll get through this. I have done. Yeah. Cat pervert is right. Uh, so he also was celebrating his 64th birthday. Uh, he was with. Oh, about- that's right. His verdict was read on his birthday. That's right. Uh, he looked very proud. He was in London at a swanky private hotspot called the Groucho Club. This was Wednesday night, and um, there are a lot of pictures of him laughing with his head back, with a ciggy in his hand, with a drink. He Lucky. looked very proud. He was sitting by the entrance for everyone to see. That's very bold 
I feel like Kevin Spacey's sort of out of touch with reality. Well, what makes you say that, I wonder? I don't know. Thinking that, that your, um, your advances towards people are, you know, reciprocated? That would be one thing. But, uh, yeah, so he's partying it up, having a good time. I mean, if you were in London and you saw him, would you be like, ugh, I would probably go somewhere else, I'll be honest with you. I'd be like, ooh, that puts me in a really bad mood. Yeah, no, I don't think there's anything to celebrate. I mean, even if you're Kevin Spacey and, you know, certainly in his world, which I am not surprised, a person who has been accused of such things, who has not admitted to those things, would be in denial about it. I'm not yeah. surprised about that at all. Um, but still, just like, is that a good look? It's not a good look. Yeah. So out of but touch. But I don't know that he's really worried about a good look. He right? doesn't care. He <laughs> thinks everyone's probably on his side. And, you know, who knows? Know. He he actually has seven friends, which I, I was... Seven friends? He was out with seven friends, oh. a source says. Okay, great. So... Um, I don't have seven friends that I would party with on any given night. And I couldn't I'm not, gather seven friends. Uh, and nor have I been accused of sexual assault. That's right. It's really sad. Oh, so let's For move him. on. <laughs> it sounded weird. <laughs> yeah, we know what you meant. Um, so let's move on to uh, somebody who parties. Yes. Before or- you get on uh, to that, though, I did want to just say, because I did not know this, but earlier our good friend uh, Donna Valentine, on uh, bef- when I came in this morning, she was like, have you seen this? what Rose Gow- McGowan said about Kevin Spacey? And I was like, no. Oh. Well, apparently she had tweeted the following. Hollywood should hire Kevin Spacey. He was found not guilty. This is how it should go. Okay, so now that tweet in and of itself makes you think Rose McGowan is supporting Kevin no, Spacey. It's not. What's interesting about that is that Rose McGowan was one of the people to speak out very forcefully against Kevin Spacey when the allegations uh, made by Anthony Rapp and others came out in 2017. Yes. Now, she took that tweet down, the one I just read you, uh-huh. and I think it's because people misinterpreted it. And Donna and I um, talked about this quickly because she was like, do you think it was satire? Like she was being sarcastic. And I was like, yeah, I bet she was saying Hollywood, meaning the trouble they're in. Hollywood should hire Kevin Spacey. He was found not guilty. This is how it should go. Meaning Hollywood doesn't have a long memory. And that's what happens in Hollywood that, you know, people are found not guilty. Therefore, our hands are clean. Hire him. Right. It's only a matter of time. Right. And so I think she probably took that tweet down because people people would misinterpret. Like, Mm -hmm. why is she supporting him? It's like, no, no, no. If you know Rose McGowan, you know that she is not supporting anybody like Kevin Spacey. Sorry, I just wanted to share that because I had seen that. No, that's great. I hadn't seen that. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And also, maybe it's just the double meaning, like I said, of Hollywood is in trouble right now. They should hire Kevin Spacey to get them out of this mess. You know what I mean? Which is two apples and oranges, but anyway. Drake is... Okay, Drake, I just found out uh, this morning that Drake is 36 years old. Hmm. I thought Drake was older than that. Oh, okay. Probably because um, he's been around for so long. Sure. Uh, But he's been hanging out with no less than 20 women at a time. 20 women? So he doesn't have seven friends. Drake's got 20. 20. Yes, and uh, it's at he's been partying after his concerts. Um, he for three nights in a row he was at a place called Mamo in Soho, and uh, with a bevy of beauties, mm-hmm. at least twenty ladies. A source says he was there till three a.m. and um, it just this place treats him well. They just if he walks up, they close down the place for him yeah and he gets to come that in and do whatever he me. wants with his 20 ladies Where did these 20 ladies come from i thought he was with someone all he has to do is just um peek his head out the door and there they are <laughs> where do they come from uh, i kind of went into a deep dive on his dating history um but he is currently single and always single uh so this is another fun thing that he did at a con at his concert last week he made headlines for stopping to sniff a woman's bra uh- that a that a fan threw on stage Ew, during his concert. It? He also picked it up, looked at the size, and sniffed said, it? "He sniffed it on stage, looked at the size, and said, 36 G, locate this woman immediately.'" And did she present herself? She did. The bras owner, Rhode Island barista Veronica Correa said she landed a deal with Playboy now to become a paid content oh my creator. God. On paid its content new, creator meaning to show her boobies? Right, on its new subscribers-only <laughs> platform because Drake picked up her bra and they're like, let's get a hold of her. Yeah, good for uh, her. She's also hoping for a date with Drake. Mm, look, keep hope alive, man. That's right. I mean, she's probably come close than most. Yeah, that's that's very true. She said she also I'm gonna start um, throwing has... my undies on stage as celebrities. Maybe I'll get a, <laughs> a gig. Yeah. Um, she told the New York Post, "I recently named a coffee after him at my coffee shop called the Drizzy Drake Cake. <laughs> no, it's a cake batter flavored coffee with chocolate, whipped cream, and sprinkled Oreos. The Drizzy, what's it called? It's the Drizzy Drake Cake." I'd love for him to try it and truly get to know the real Drake behind the fame. <laughs> She's so thirsty. He's so Good for you, girl. Thirsty. Good work. I'm like, who is he dating? Like, I can't remember who he dated in the past. Uh, Rihanna is one person. He also was dating well, a girl from 90 Day Fiance. I'm like, oh, really? no, no, no. Do not date Chantel. Is that who he dated? He dated Chantel. I don't even know what that means. You watch the show. What does that mean? Well, Who's Chantel? Chantel and Pedro were just on the normal 90 Day Fiance. And then uh, they got a spinoff called The Family Chantel, which went for about six seasons. And they were making bangs. Six seasons? Oh, wow. I think so. Now they just divorced. And then he hit her up on Instagram. Wow. Drake Weird, gets what huh? he wants, apparently. And a lot of other women. T- I mean, he likes reality stars, apparently. TikTok stars. Wow. Okay. 
Drake's get it, busy. Drake. Sniffing bras. I'm, it makes me tired just thinking about it. All right. When we come back, we've got a Britney update for you. Turns out she did remove a bunch of stuff from her autobiography, but it's not what we thought. We'll tell you more when we return right here on Mike. Where it's hot outside. Maybe you want to put on those shorts that you wore last summer, and then you realize, oh, yeah, I can't fit into those shorts. Well, it happens to a lot of people, and you might think, oh, gosh, it's just too late to lose weight. But it isn't, because right now, Livia Days have arrived. It's 50% off your personalized program when you mention me. Say, I heard this from Dawn on my talk. This is the best deal of the summer, obviously. So it isn't going to last forever. If you have been considering this and going back and forth in your mind, pick up the phone today. Do it today. I know you always hear me say that, but seriously, it isn't going to last long. 855-GO-LIVIA or Livia.com is how you get a hold of them. Say, I heard this from Dawn, like I said, and you will get that 50% off for Livia days. It really just simplified my life when I did the Livia program. It organized it and it was so easy to lose weight. You can lose up to 10 pounds or more in your first two weeks. So try today, 50% off right now, Livia.com. The Adventures of Bradley and Dodd, my talk, 1071. Oh my gosh, Britney Spears. We've been, uh, we were so excited to hear that there's an actual memoir that's coming out uh, this fall. And we had some stories that some of the men in her life could have slowed down the process because their attorneys were like, hey, don't talk about Colin Farrell or hey, don't talk about Justin Timberlake. But maybe that's not true. Yeah, it turns out that she removed a bunch of stuff from her memoir, but it wasn't about Justin Timberlake or Colin Farrell. It turns out it was a bunch of stuff about her family. What? Um, Okay, so I was reading this article all about Britney Spears, and look, it's based on sources, so take it for what it's worth. It came from the Daily Mail, but it does say that she removed, quote, a host of nasty content about her mother, Lynn Spears, and her sister, Janie Lynn Spears, from her tell-all memoir, The Woman and Me. Now, this came after she allegedly, supposedly, we think, reconciled with those people. At least, it seems like she did with her mom, right? According to a source who is very close to Brittany, um, she originally, in her book, vented, went off on her mother. Mm. Um, when I first told you this story, Don, I think your reaction was, What? What was your feeling? Like, were you bummed that she took out those references? What did you? My feeling is that she can one day be mad at someone and the next day make up with them. Mm -hmm. And she has a tendency to say really extreme things, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Seeing what happened to her really happened. You know, that's understandable. But it's just sort of like, wait a minute, honey. Like, just wait. Maybe just leave it in in case you guys start fighting again. So you don't have to do an addendum. <laughs> you yeah. don't have to add pages like a high school yearbook that yeah. forgot. Well, it know. seems very emotional, right? Like, and it's back and forth and very, very mm, unpredictable. It is. And what's the motive? We know that we saw Lynn at her house. So who approached who? M- whom? Whom approached whom? Who who did the approaching? Okay. Did Lynn come to her because she was worried she'd say bad stuff about her in her book? Or Jamie Lynn, they're like, we got to get together and talk some sense into her. Because if not, once this book comes out, Jamie Lynn, you're never going to have a career. 
or what what's the deal here? I'm just yeah. a little I mean, suspect. I don't know what the motivation is, but you're absolutely right. It could be that they're just they were like, hurry up. We got to get to Britney because we don't want that book to come out. Mm-hmm. That certainly could be. I will tell you that according to the source, I have some quotes, so I'll read through some of these for you. Britney was not asked by Lynn or Jamie Lynn to remove some of the nasty stuff she'd written about them. It was her own choice to do this. Oh. When the book was written, Britney did not have contact with Lynn or Jamie Lynn. She was angry, desperate for answers, and had just come out of 13 years of living in hell. She didn't understand why they didn't save her. Uh, but she's since let all this go. You know, she's healing, and her mom and her sister are helping her heal. Her relationship with Jamie Lynn is the best it's ever been. Okay. This sounds like somebody from Jamie Lynn or Lynn Spears is talking mm-hmm. to the Daily Mail. It They're sure like, they, but they didn't ask her to take any of that out. She just did it on her own. <sighs> Boy. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, look, if Britney Spears was about to write a tell-all and I had uh, single-handedly been manipulating things behind the scenes sure. for 13 years to benefit <laughs> yeah. financially, I'd probably be interested in what she had to say right. and getting it expunged as quickly as possible. Exactly. Uh, I, I think about, like, we don't know what's in the book, do we? Like, we don't know where it starts. No, I we think we anything, were surprised girl. of where, like, Prince Harry's book, Spare, I think a lot of people were surprised that it wasn't his relationship after the fallout of, uh, you know, his marriage with Meghan Markle and moving here. But really, I would say 80 percent of it was his childhood, his military service, growing up royal. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it could just be a whole bunch of stuff as a teen and how all of that started. You know, we just don't know. How yeah, much you don't know the starting point. The we don't know where she's going to focus. I mean, I will say, though, if any of this is true, meaning she did write a bunch of nasty things about her mom and her sister and then she took them out. She probably wrote a lot of other nasty things about people. So I don't I don't know, though. I'm here for the nasty. Uh, yeah. Like, of course. Right. Like, because we're we're all ready to pop some popcorn and just like inhale the drama. Part of me, though, thinks I wonder if this book is just going to be far less dramatic than people would like us to believe Mm, okay you know like is she really gonna go deep on what went wrong is it just gonna be one big screed against her dad or is it yeah i just i don't know i go back and forth because part of me thinks this is gonna be a lot tamer than we think because the people involved are you know like you can't say that you can't do that because You know, you've got all these legal cases that are going to because, I mean, it's not without not beyond the realm of possibility that she's going to be in court with her dad next year. That's true. Yeah, I think hopefully the people guiding her in hearing these stories. What I want to know is um, those things that we don't know, like how did you get to that place or what was the moment whenever that decision was made? Those little details. That's what I want to know. Like, okay. How did you, what was, who was negotiating this Las Vegas residency? Who was, who, Yeah. I don't know, just those details will well, um, serve a purpose to shine light on, uh, you know, some things that we don't know yet. Well, and it depends on, I mean, I don't feel like it's Brittany that sort of laid out the outline. Right. That's what so I mean. I hope people are helping her outline? do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully they're asking the right questions like, okay, we under because she's very good at talking about um, all of the things that are like the super shocking things that are full of a lot of emotion. But in between those spaces, yeah, I feel like they just showed her flashcards like your mom go 
Right. <laughs> and she just goes off on all the memories and pent up feelings she has about her mom. And then they're like, all right, now Jamie Lynn. I love the idea that they have picture flashcards. Well, I mean, I just, like, I don't think, my point is I don't think it was a traditional interview process writing experience right right? like hey brightly here you know go ahead and write your memoir here's a pen and paper i think they had to and rightly so i'm not saying this is you know unique to britney i mean certainly it is unique because britney is unique but but i think like a celebrity who's never written before who's Mm -hmm. got a lot to say and probably hasn't really truly figured out how to say it yet is going to need a lot of really good writers and prompting around her i think we need to do an experiment (laughs) Okay, I'm going to write your memoir. I'll ask you questions. Okay. And then I will um, and and I'll get the information. And then I'm not saying I'm a good enough writer to put out a book, but I can get all your information. (laughs) I'll ask those questions that you don't think to tell me. And then we I'm going to put that into A.I., and A.I. is going to write Bradley's memoir. That scares the the hell out of me. Mm. You could just give me a bunch of false things, yeah, and then we could create a cover with AI. I, I mean, say this go is like for an it. AI book. Just don't use my name. Oh shoot! Okay, <laughs> Mike, are you in? I'm in. Let's do this. <laughs> yes. Go for it. Yes. I, I thoroughly encourage that. Okay, great. It won't take any extra time at all. No, clearly, out of our job. you have nothing better to do. No, not at all. Um, don't forget, though, we are still far away from getting this book in our hands. So in the meantime, we're going to have to just speculate up the wazoo. Mm -hmm. We have nothing else to go on other than these sources. I do happen to believe, though, that this is not the first time, nor the, I mean, I think we've even talked about blind items that, that uh, talked about the memoir and writing stuff about her mom, right? Like, I feel like I haven't heard the, or I've heard the story before. Yeah. I mean, I remember way back when, before the paper shortage, uh, she was, there was, talks that she really did a deep dive on how her mom might not have been the key out there player, but she supported all of it like quietly and silently. Oh yeah. Her mom has certainly got, you know, her fingers and things in a way we didn't realize truly until Brittany started talking out of her own mouth, mm-hmm. which I do, you know, like if, if it's true that she took all this stuff out, if you're just joining us, we're talking about Britney Spears memoir and allegedly, supposedly she took out a bunch of hate stuff about her mom and her sister because they've allegedly reconciled. I'm like, well, that's great for your relationship, but like, could we actually get some distance between you and what happened so that we can get an actual bird's eye view of what happened? Because I bet, you know, like, I bet there is a, you know, role that her mom and her sister should be accountable for in the conservatorship, meaning they were players in this conservatorship. They benefited financially. Jamie Lynn is living in a house that I believe was paid for by the conservatorship. Right. I've also seen some other stories about how um, her life became hell during her Nickelodeon show whenever she got pregnant. So we Yes. Oh, she's been through a whole that girl. And like how I, she was treated like crap. Yeah. Yeah. And she was she was literally the one. And then to have your sister attack you. That's why I'm just like everybody attacks Jamie Lynn online because they're like, ha ha, you're not Britney and nobody wants yeah. to read your book. And you do feel for her in a way. I do, because I feel like if anyone's to blame, it's just Britney's parents. I mean, Jamie Lynn is just a part of that machine. And I don't think she had a lot of control over even becoming. She's younger than her sister. And that's why it looked really kind of gross to have Britney attacking her so vocally. Yeah. I mean, they're adults and it's fine. And she was traumatized and I get it. But 
at some point, that's why I just hope that we could get a book maybe in a few years by a disinterested third party who has looked at all the realities oh, of what's sure. gone on and will tell us what actually we should, or not tell us what to think, but tell us a more accurate picture of what actually happened. Mike? Quickly, just to tie the two last segments together, that book drops on October 24th, Drake's birthday. Oh! Oh, oh my gosh. What does gosh. that mean? Is that some kind of secret code? I'm just saying. He's going to be celebrating. With Brittany. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying that. Also, we didn't get a chance to talk about the blind items about Drake. Ooh, I don't want to. Yeah, there's a lot. It's gross. Yeah. Okay. Well, and also... Um, what was her he name? He says he dates like four women at once. He was doing a Howard Stern interview, mm. and he's like, I like to appreciate things about all a bunch of women at one time. Go to As, the blind items. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. When we come back, Mike, you have stuff for us to do. do in the form of a game. We don't know what game we're playing because Mike hasn't spun his game show roulette wheel, but he will when we come back, and we'll play that game right here on My Talk. Welcome back to the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn here on My Talk 1071. And it's that time of the day, friends. We get to play a game, but we don't know which one until Mike spins that wheel. Time now to play along. It's Game Show Roulette. Here's your host, Mike Ganger. Yes, let's find out what we're playing here today. It's our last competitive game of the week as uh, you two will join forces tomorrow. For our Friday fun time. Friday fun game. Let's see what uh, we end up playing here today. Oh, God. We're so bad at this. It is. Actually, I don't think we're that bad. I think you do really well. No, I don't. Okay. We're going to find out. You do well at this. It doesn't matter. I love no, to play No, you it. do well. We're just going to compliment each no, other. No, no, no. The, you are better at this than me, and it doesn't matter because I enjoy the game. The My Talkers love it because I always get emails after we play this one that they love it. So we're going to play it again, even if you guys struggle a little bit. This is String Quartet Showdown. As you may hear in the background right now, playing is Wildest Dreams by Taylor Swift. I'm going to be playing five songs. They're popular songs that got the string quartet treatment. You two get to ring in when you know the answer. Again, we're going to go through five. And whoever's leading after those five will be our winner today. Oh, God. Okay, no pressure. No pressure. No pressure. Again, use play your name. Play the home game, dear yes, listeners. Yes, play along. Use your name as your buzzer. And again, these are all actual, uh, of course, popular <clears throat> music songs that have just got that little, uh, you know, classical string quartet vibe to them. So, are the two of you ready? Yeah. Yes. I do want to clarify, I will be accepting either the name of the song or the name of the artist. Either one will work. That's all I need from the two of you. Are you ready? Yeah. We are. All right, your name's your buzzer. Here we go. Here's our first for String Quartet Showdown. Uh, Dawn. Dawn. Oh. Uh, Africa. Toto. Oh, good one. Yes. yes. Sorry, just a second. Oh, you're fine. Let's let it hit the... I mean, oh, that's so fantastic! So good, so good. That is Africa from Toto I want that at my wedding. And, a string uh, quartet playing Africa. <laughs> 
I actually had one playing Wildest Dreams at mine. So. Did you really? Not an actual. No, it was just the song that you oh, just heard there. You did you have did? Africa? We, no, 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 no. Sorry. No, no. Wildest, wildest Dreams. Dreams. Oh, Wildest Dreams. I never Dreams. played for you guys. Maybe if we get to the end of this, I can play okay. for you what uh, actually you was her your, your walk-down song. Yeah, we talked about it. I alluded to it, but I said I have to wait until after the ceremony. We'll see if we get oh, to it here. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll uh, keep rolling on with our second one. Don, you take the 1-0 lead. Are you two ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Here is your second string quartet's showdown song. Oh, Don. Don. Um, this is Huey Lewis in the news. You got it. Huey yes. Lewis in the news with the, you're good the at this. power of love. The power of love. Yeah. Oh, that, I have no idea what that was. That's a throwback. The power of love. Just talked about a uh, little the Back to the Future uh, Broadway mm. opening recently. Nice reference. Nice reference. That means we... Are one away from the victory, Don. You got a 2-0 lead. If you get one, you lock it up. There's only five. So if you get this final one, you are going to be our winner today. This is going to go very, very, very quickly. But let's see as (laughs) we are playing. I don't know what we're going to do for the rest of the show. We can always do the rest of them (laughs) or I can dig something up and we'll be fine. Let's go ahead with this next one. It is our third song today. Playing String Quartet Showdown. Here you go. When you know it, yell out your name. Here we go. Dawn for the win. Um, this is Michael Jackson. It is. Thriller. Congratulations. Is that is a clean sweep. She just nailed that category. Wow. Somebody wow. quite good, I know. Not, not for hard Dawn. for John. Jeez. No. Hard for me today, for sure. All right, so with that, Don, you've already locked up the win. Huge congratulations to yes, you. Queen. Let's do these next couple ones just for fun, eh? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let's start off with uh, this one. Bradley Trainer. Yep. That's Adele. That is Adele. Rolling in the deep. Rolling in the deep. It's real country. It sounds real bluegrass. This is actually the Dallas String Quartet, so maybe they added a little bit of a little twangy twang twang just for good measure. I love this. Mm -hmm. Musicians. Oh, yeah. I'm sure people have done covers of that song. It's such a good one. And uh, finally, here we'll wrap up with our fifth one, as uh, this is what it would have potentially come down to for our tiebreaker if we got there, but it did not because Don already got locked up the win. Here we go. Our fifth song. Bradley Trainer. Bradley. That's, that's uh, Megan Trainer. All about that bass. All about oh. that bass. About that bass. Ooh, I did not know we were close. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Is there not an here. album of these I can buy, Bob? Oh, there are so many. There's, uh, yeah, the list goes on. See, on I think on. the fun of this is that you don't get it right away, but eventually you find yourself humming along mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, wait, I know that song. I think that's what. 
you know, the genius of it is. It is. It's a fun game, and I end up always listening to those songs the rest of the night every time we play it. So, Do you really? Yes, because I've got a whole playlist of them, Aww. and I'll just throw that on. Where do you on get and, them from? Um, you can get them from anywhere that you find music. I okay. mean, yeah, like I've, we've talked about the Vitamin String Quartet. It's usually the one that they've got a ton. They're the ones that did uh, a lot of the songs for Bridgerton. Because you know the wildest, oh, yeah. wildest yes. dream showed up in Bridgerton. That's kind of the inspiration behind this uh, this game. That's that song. That's exactly wildest dreams. I was straight off of Bridgerton. Also, uh, well, we'll save that one for a future date. We haven't played that one yet. Uh, Don, you're the winner today. Yeah, for game show roulette. And uh, what did I not win, Bob? Oh, what did you not win? You are not actually. Uh, there's not winners and losers, of course. No, there's I know, I know. winners and consolation prize winners. And Bradley, you're going home with this. A charm glowette, the completely portable gas grill that goes anywhere. Camping, beach, patio, or poolside. Instant flame without starter fluids or charcoal. Charm Glow products. Antioch, charm Glow? Illinois. Charm Glow. I don't remember that product line. It's a little portable line. grill that you need oh. no charcoal or gas or whatever they said. What so, do you use? I'm not really sure. It's kind of scary. It's probably unhealthy. Probably not good it was for back you. in the day. Ballpark Franks. All right. <laughs> Thank God you said Ballpark Franks. <laughs> What was I supposed to I say? I don't know. I thought maybe you were just concerned <laughs> about balls. having the product oh. close to your crotch area. Well, uh, yeah. You, just, you don't want to. It's wanna, probably not good for your balls. It's probably not good for your bow, Puck Franks. Oh, we boy. Got, we got a little time here. I can yeah. uh, sh- share with you guys. You can excuse what she, me, what? Share with you guys oh, what, what we uh, what, what Sarah walked out to for our wedding. Oh, like, no. Is he going to cry? I, I won't cry, but I mentioned it was a, a unique... God, way uh, to like get serious all of a sudden. Well, I mean, the whole, well it was kind of the whole impetus of no, this song, or this game was that we were using those uh, those different uh, songs. Yeah, you were trying to choose. And I was trying to choose what we wanted to include, but we already knew what the song was that she was going to walk out to. So, um, as you know, kind of a nerd a little bit sometimes. Uh, we, and, you're in good company. Yes, exactly. And uh, here is the Do song. Do we need to turn the then, lights down? No, you're okay. But okay. here's the song, and then we'll... Uh, it was played live by a buddy of ours on the guitar, <gasps> oh! but here it is. Oh, maybe. There it is. Oh. This part's pretty common, of course. Forward a little bit. I forgot how much of it was entering. Okay, here we go. So this was the normal part. Yeah, and then that's the Avengers theme. Oh, oh my god, I know I was like nerds. maybe I'm gonna get there at some point. So That's, I like it, but I had no idea what that was. And it's great because we knew what, what it was. Nobody else knew what it was. And but was it still sounds like, lovely. Kind of like wrinkling their nose. Not like, really. They were all just like, oh, this is beautiful. I don't know what it is. They but... wrote that beautiful song at your wedding. And yeah. then he came oh, out the with Avengers. a Captain America shield. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> no, not quite. But yeah, that, that was the one. So. Oh, my. That's Thanks for sweet. sharing that with us. Absolutely yeah. adorable. Uh, Dawn, at your wedding, what song will they play? Oh. Um, so, uh, probably Megadeth. I don't know. Megadeth. I'm kidding. I don't like Megadeth. I don't know. Well, we have reached the end of another show, dear listeners. You can listen to our show every Monday through Friday right here on My Talk 1071. Up next, Lori and Julia. And I can't believe it, but tomorrow's Friday.
We'll see you tomorrow at noon right here on My Talk 107.1. Bye!